so you you're sober. I'm doing all right. <laughs> so I I I hope I will I will get sober. <laughs> Coke's just fun, like it's like. Does lift you up? No, he has foot on my throat. Foot. <laughs> it's not funny at all. We take- no heroin. Yes. yes. Anniversary. Are you gonna take drugs on New Year's Eve? Mm, good question. Watermelon juice. Hi there. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. Are you making any New Year's resolutions? I usually don't, to avoid disappointment. But this year, I'm actually planning to cut wheat, alcohol, and hopefully all other substances. In this episode, I met with a Berlin-based comedian from Australia, Anna Barish, who actually managed to stay sober for the entire 2020. Which is a bit ironic, because I personally don't remember a better year to get hammered every day. Among other things, we talked about reasons which push her to take such a radical step, tips and tricks on how not to relapse, and of course, dating without alcohol. Is it worth it? And is it even possible? Watermelon juice. Hey, Anna. <laughs> oh my god, that intro is amazing. Hey, Dima. Welcome to the Watermelon Juice. <laughs> watermelon juice. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So good. I expect nothing less. That's... It took me so much time <laughs> to just make my voice as a like to make an inner rhythm because I'm terrible with thinning and with all this stuff. But I got lucky. My first guest, he used to be, he's still a DJ. Uh-huh. Used to be, so he's psychotherapist. But also he used oh, to do that's music. beautiful. He went from being a DJ to a psychotherapist. Yeah. Yes. That, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he has. Mm. Makes sense. So he, yeah, completely. So yeah, he actually was good with the music, and so he helped me to like record and like to sync it. And then, but the tune did another guy. Mm-hmm. So, so the whole tune, but he did it with like, his voice, and then it just didn't sound good. So I put my voice over mm-hmm. his record. And it's quite a process. So you didn't write the music. No, the music was written for me. So oh, I, that's I, great. I, I actually paid for the music. I, I became oh, yeah. a patron. You no, became a patron. Like Twenty euros, but Twenty no. euros. That's still something. That's no, cool. I, be, I became because one guy actually posted online a com- comic from London. Mm-hmm. So he posted online such a viney post that my birthday is one week, and now there is no comedy, so I don't need to provide for my family. And I was like, man, shit, I want to help you. And then I went to his. Petra and he wrote, ah, oh, I make a tune for you, or if you like give me, and I was like, fuck, I need a tune. That's perfect. That's then, so beautiful. Yeah, it was a perfect match, and I wrote to him, so I will, I will be, be his patron for a couple of months, and I need to reconsult. <laughs> <laughs> so do you get the do you get the the actual um, rights to that song, or yeah, just yeah, so it's mine. That's your song. Now. I suppose, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Watermelon <laughs> juice. Yeah, I can't remember the tune, but yeah. right, nice. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited to have you. Because you are, this is an episode I wanted to do about New Year resolutions and yeah. about because we are going to in the new year mm-hmm. and new life, new me, new, new new year, new you, 2021. Uh, it's exciting, yeah, yeah. And you, everyone. Mm-hmm. and you as a person, actually one person <laughs> whom I know who succeeded in some of the New Year resolutions. <laughs> and yeah. this is one of one New Year resolution which I I'd like to do as well next yeah. year so so you're, great so you you're sober i am sober i um i my new year's resolution was to not take any drugs or smoke any weed um because so, <laughs> weed is separate to drugs but yeah no no weed and no other drugs um for the whole year um i hadn't expected to also stop drinking alcohol but I decided to do that uh, in February. Like I was toying with the idea of it in January and then some heavy shit landed in my life and I decided, oh, nope, I'm also stopping drinking. So I have not had a drink of alcohol since the 7th of February. I have had no hard drugs since the 1st of January. And I I actually stopped smoking weed every day on the 8th of December last year. Um, But I, yeah, I really really finished um yeah first of first of jan so ah, so the listener of watermelon juice <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is <interesting>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry your face is hilarious right now with your little notepad no now i write the question so um, the question is does it worth it <laughs> Does it worth it? All right. So as an English teacher, can I just take that and correct the English of your question? 
<laughs> one, does it worth it? It's a good question. It's a what? good question. I'll what? just... So is it worth it? Is it worth it? I'm such a cunt. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is it worth it? Or was it worth it? I don't know. I'm still doing it, right? So um, I'm excited about New Year's Eve because I I stopped taking hard drugs. Like I didn't have a problem with hard drugs. My biggest problem was weed. Weed was a part of my life. I was smoking weed every day. I would, uh, if it was the weekend, I would wake and bake. And if it wake was and bake. wake I and bake, like yeah, I would wake and my favorite, the way I would, I would spend my weekends or days off for the last, uh, I don't know, five years. And I've been in Berlin for about five years now. Um, a day off would start with me waking up and rolling a joint and, uh, yeah, put on some coffee, smoke the joint. Um, and then, you know, go on from there, whether it would be writing comedy or watching comedy or then eating breakfast probably anyway. But, um, and then on normal days I would, uh, if it was a tough morning, I would have a joint before work. (laughs) Um, so you work in kindergarten, just to to be clear. Yeah. (laughs) Just to have it on record officially, I will send it. I know people who definitely will be curious to listen for this to this episode. Look, you know, weed smokers are lovers, man. Like we're never gonna, you know, it's not like I had to drive a car. Um, I just had to catch the barn. And by the time I got to work, I was, you know, I was fine. I wasn't feeling stoned at all. Just a couple of tokes before work. But always after work, I would come home and the first thing I would do would be to roll a joint. And, um, and then, yeah. And then also with shows, with comedy, um, it was a big part of my comedy routine, like after I would do a show, I would, there would always be weed involved. And there's a big, um, weed smoking culture within the comedy community in Berlin. Massive. Also in Berlin in general. I would say, <laughs> yeah. I would say, but yeah, doing, doing shows is double hard because it's also my issue because I want, I'd, why I'd like to quit mm-hmm. for me, it's like, it doesn't work. It's semi measures. It's yeah. like all or nothing because I can do like, even I, I think I quit in November, I didn't like drink nothing for two weeks. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, okay, I was a good boy. Maybe one giant, <laughs> like after work on Friday, it yeah. won't hurt. And then now it's like last week was just like... <laughs> All the time, right? All the time. It just goes so quickly from one joint, one glass of wine in mm-hmm. the evening. And then you realize, okay, I'm smoking two joints per day. I'm mm-hmm. next morning, I'm like can over it also this mm-hmm. from weed. And it just that I feel like, you know... I want to smoke another joint to it, not have this feeling and it's just mm-hmm. it's just this constant it's this constant cycle and because in Berlin it's just so normal like I have worked before I started comedy I was um, working in bars and cafes and I would be smoking on the job all the time like customers would come in and it'd be like joint break you know and I'm, and I'm banging out like uh, you know heaps and heaps of coffees on a, on a coffee machine stone like I like it was just it became so normal normal to be stoned in every environment in Berlin. And, and so actually, um, me stopping weed started with comedy. Um, I realized that I wanted to be, I realized that I, I, I didn't like having doubt around my performance at all. I, I didn't like the fact that if I tried a new bit or if I was, um, I just like a normal show and something didn't feel right, that I had this thing that I wasn't sure if it had affected me or not, it was always like, maybe I shouldn't have smoked that joint. Maybe I shouldn't have had that beer. Maybe that performance would have been perfect if I hadn't. And I just hated that doubt. And so I actually stopped um, drinking and smoking weed before uh, performing uh, like, yeah, November last year. And, uh, and then, and then it was this flow on effect of, I was in Australia for Christmas and reviewing my relationship history. And it was like, oh my God, like all my relationships have been, (laughs) I wonder what all of my relationships would would have been like if I hadn't been so involved with alcohol or with weed. And, uh, is it fun? (laughs) Not that fun. Maybe just a little healthier, you know, like maybe I would have gotten out of unhealthy dynamics earlier, maybe. And also, yeah. So yeah. in all relationships, you were like just smoking, drinking together. Yeah, like all, all your partners were just like always. There's been hammered drug drug taking involved with partners. Yeah, for me as well. Also, right? Never, never ended good. <laughs> well, 
nice and nice and ended good, yeah. Yeah, like I, I've had some, I've had a few healthy relationships for sure, but then I've had ones where it's just like, wow, like how did I stay in that for so long and not look after myself? And I think the drug taking is part of it, um, and also, also just like you know, people who are unhealthy. It's like, hold on, so. I'd stopped it before comedy, like before doing shows, I wasn't doing it. And so I was like, why don't I give my personal life the same respect as I give my comedy life? And why don't I, you know, remove this doubt around my relationships like I've done around my comedy? And so that's what, um, and that's really what's motivated me to keep doing it because I want to know exactly how I'm feeling about something. I want to have a sense of security around um, and confidence around what I've done and, 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 and it applies to everything. And so actually, look, the first three months I was definitely depressed and learning how to not. When you were sober. First yeah. Three months sober. Yeah. It was also because I had an ex-boyfriend commit suicide in January. Uh, and so. Push you to quit drinking that, as well. Yeah. That's what pushed me to quit drinking. Yeah. Thank you so much. Nice. Yeah. Wake up call. Yeah, it was like, all right, this is the third time. He was the third ex-boyfriend that I'd had that threatened suicide. Killed yourself. Yeah, like the, my first ever boyfriend when I was 18. We were together for three years, lived together. Um, I broke up with him and a year later, we were still friends. I got together with like someone that he knew, not a good friend of his. And he tried to get... He, he was comatose for four days after trying to commit suicide and it was lucky that he woke up without brain damage. Like he he tried to commit suicide completely. And uh, and then I had my ex-husband who threatened suicide and then this guy who killed himself this year, when I left him, he was threatening suicide and I was like, it was only a six-week relationship, but it was like I, I got out of there real quick and then like really cut off ties and blocked him on all fronts. But then he did it three years later anyway. And it's like, what? I need to not was have these. in any relationship after? He Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the girlfriend that he was with when he killed himself, um, he he yeah. killed himself in her apartment. All right. And then two months later, she killed herself the same way. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I know one story like this where a couple where a guy killed himself and then this girl two years, two weeks or a couple, one month afterwards also killed himself. They were from Iran both. They were from very, Iran. Very Fuck. funny couple and good and like from rich family living in Sweden, having a good life. What? Oh, yeah. that's... It's, it's, it's always like... Fucked up. It's super, fu it's super, yeah, suicide is always fucked up. Um, yeah. Uh, and so I guess there are things that maybe we can learn from <laughs> and take away, you know, new insights and go, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want, like I say it like, I don't want people like that in my life anymore. That's, that's, that's the harshest way to say it, but I just don't, I want to be attracting healthy people into my life. And by doing that, in order to do that, I need to be healthy. Yeah, it's a good take on it. I think it's a really important and it's good that you are not dating anymore emotionally <laughs> insecure boys. Yeah. <laughs> Unstable or Yeah. Or when go, I do I I leave them real quick. Did you go to therapy? <laughs> did I go to therapy? Not this year, no, but I have gone to therapy. Um After. when I was uh from when I was sixteen through to eighteen I had a therapist. For like sort of a year, I had a therapist during that period, and then after my first boyfriend, um, he committed, tried to commit suicide. I saw a therapist, and then again, I saw the same therapist, and then again when I was trying to leave my ex-husband, I saw a therapist. But that's the last time, and that was in 2000. That was when I was 29. So I haven't seen a therapist since I was uh, 29, so uh, five years. But I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I don't know how many. Do you see a therapist right now? Yeah, I started doing seeing a therapist. Yeah, I started seeing a therapist like one month ago. Uh huh. Like, what spurred that? Like, why did you start? Yeah, because I broke up or like breaking up with my girlfriend in the middle of breakup, and then yeah, it was also the same. What you were saying, the same pattern, kind of. Mm -hmm. uh, also, my previous girlfriend was the same. It was a lot of like drug use to, to, together and mm -hmm. everything and everyone was like a bit immature mm -hmm. in the relationship and then yeah I just realized that yeah it's the same pattern maybe I have a problem <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's me when you know after like five relationships you end up all, all of them end up like kind of the same mm -hmm. How, in what way they end up the same what was like what's the yeah like heavy with a lot of like <laughs> 
<laughs> was a lot of sorry, like drama involved and a lot of like you know, like abuse. Not like beating each other, but you know, just emotional, emotional psychological yeah, like abuse, all, all types of abuse, except yeah. for the physical. Yeah, except for the. I mean. It's a bit of physical. Yeah. A little bit <laughs> wish, wish here and there. With, your, no. with yourself or like them to you or you to them? You know. No, I don't. <laughs> How it goes. Okay. Like a little pushy-pushy or? Pushy-pushy, yeah. A little pushy-pushy. like, you know, sit here on a couch and, you know, then. Oh, la, la. Okay. The worst I ever had was um, being choked. Like, being not choked. sexual. <laughs> Not sexual. Did, did, did it lift you up? No, he had his foot on my throat. Foot? <laughs> it's not funny at all. So you were like laying on a ground already? Yeah. You're like, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Don't come here again. Yeah. Yeah, pretty like, yeah, exactly that, Dima. That's it. Bitch, don't come here again. Yeah, he, he choked me with his foot. Anyway. <laughs> But I think at the core of all of this, all of this like seeking help and and drastically changing lifestyles, I was thinking about this. It's because we want love, right? Like it's because like these relationships fucked up and it hurts and it's like, you know what? I actually just want healthy, loving relationships. That's what I want. No, yeah, everyone wants, I think everyone wants mm. it, but it's also if, you know, you know, you need to, I guess, understand that it's also about giving and not, for example, I'm more like a taker. I'm on the receiving part of the relationship. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I'm like a bit like here. So for me, empathy and all this like... Uh, you lack empathy? Yeah, I lack empathy. I'm a bit like narcissistic. A like, bit? Na- the old... I'm a bit narcissistic. <laughs> no, I made a test, but I'm, I did a test. It's just about the line. It's just about how narcissistic you are. You're not, oh, you're just below the line of being yeah, a just na- about the line. Just about, oh, just a narcissist. Just, just, just a narcissist. Just. Just on an edge. On a, on a, yeah. I think that's a very, bit of a classic um, sort of characteristic of a, someone who's drawn to doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, no, but... Not all of them, but there's a little, there's a bit of narcissism. Not a lot, of course. And mm. yeah, stage encourages it and everything. Totally. I'm, I, I'm okay with being narcissist on a stage. Yeah. But when you're like with people you like and you love and you know, it's a bit fucked up. Yeah. So, but yeah, l- luckily we all know <laughs> like narcissists <laughs> in our life. And yeah, I know like more pathological. So actually my therapist told me that, you know, it's, it's fine. You know, you're not a narcissist. <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. I will trust her on this one. Yeah. <laughs> that's convenient. But anyway, no, but for sure. How many times did you relapse this year? Um, it's a good question. So, um, I, saw, I haven't... I saw you with a cigarette, so that's... Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, smoking tobacco wasn't... Like I wanted to stop smoking and who doesn't want to stop smoking tobacco, right? Um, when I stopped smoking alcohol, when I stopped smoking alcohol, when I stopped drinking alcohol in February, I said I was also stopping tobacco. Um, but then I relapsed with tobacco. I relapsed. I started smoking tobacco again in uh, summer, right when I was um, dating on Tinder. It was just like, ugh, I'm on this... <laughs> like oh, I'm on this date he's like pulled out a pack of lucky strikes and he's kind of cute and if I want to kiss that mouth I don't want to be disgusted by the taste of cigarettes so give me one and um and also at one of the bars that I run a show at it was very like I don't know it was just it was yeah I I was just I wasn't fully in the headspace to with everything else so that was flipped. going on you flipped yeah or slipped. I slipped I slipped, slipped with everything yes, that was yeah. going on was like I'm not drinking I'm not doing anything else I'm gonna have a cigarette because at least that doesn't impair my judgment so I actually calculated so I smoked in um, July and August and then I stopped middle of September and so actually this year I've only smoked basically like three and a half months so January July August um, and then, um, with weed, uh, so I stopped in the, on the 8th of December in 2019, but then I did smoke a bunch when I got back from Australia with my best friend on the, like before New Year's Eve. And the, the idea was 2020, no weed, but then I had one toke of a joint, uh, the week after at someone's farewell at CC's farewell. And then I had one toke of a joint, like week after that on a date and that was it and that is it for a weed the whole year and then I haven't really like I haven't had a single 
taste of alcohol. Like not even like I was in Italy in the summer and they were giving like little shots of Campari or like little, not Campari, but like um, Limoncello and, 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 and things like that. And, or even like a friend's birthday and there was like a small glass of Prosecco just to toast. Nothing. I haven't had alcohol at all. So like I haven't relapsed except for tobacco and two tokes of a joint. No, that's good good for you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So but the alcohol wasn't a problem for you or weed was? I think alcohol was a problem as so well. For you more the alcohol was. Weed weed more. Weed more, but weed I just can't. Both of them fall into the same category for me now in that I'm not attracted to them because they just take my energy. It is true. It is true. They take my energy. Your they mind. take my clarity. They take my confidence. And I just, I can't understand why I'd want to do that. However, I am super excited about doing cocaine or ketamine or MDMA or LSD again, as I have in the past, which is I'll do it like a couple of times a year. Because uh, obviously when I first moved to Berlin, I went surprisingly very hard <laughs> For like a year and a half to the point where I ended up in hospital. Not direct, not directly related, but it was related to the lifestyle I was living. Um, this was the abscess in my throat story. Um, and so from 2017, I decided I'd only wanted to take drugs like for special, special occasions, you know, three, four times a year. And it needs to be really a special occasion. Good fucking people. I, like, I don't, you know, the, the come down from any drug is so, it's, it's so big that I really, it's taking energy from the future. So what you're investing in this moment with drugs needs to be so wonderful to justify that come down. I remember the moment when I realized that this Berlin lifestyle is bullshit. It was in a club already mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. And I was, like you said, in the beginning, every second week I'm in a club, not twice per month at least. Yeah, I was up. I was the same. Sometimes more, sometimes less, but... You, but I was definitely taking drugs like at least twice a week. No, really. Like I was working at a bar as well, so okay, it was like... So bar, it I was I was doing drugs at least no, twice a week. Like, weed was often, even like not every day, but yeah, drugs every weekend, yeah. and then every clubbing experience, like hard drugs usage every yeah. second week. Yeah. And then I remember we came to the club... With, with my body, I took a pill and then... A whole one? Yeah, a whole one. The big, though, like... Yeah, but at some point, I like when it kicks, you know? <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's you know, so like, aggressive. We're from Eastern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> this should make you fucked up, you know? That's why oh you God. drink vodka. It's about the end result. It's not about enjoying... You don't enjoy the ride. It's about... Getting from point A to point B. Fuck, point. man. I've never had a whole... I think I had a whole pill once since since like uh in australia like you would take yeah i'm always a half person or actually in germany like a quarter like i would do no, a quarter here, pills can fuck you up but no that one was a, a fool and i remember that i had so can you tell what pill was it i don't remember oh really no no i that. loved remembering the pills back then and i remember like i was sitting in this field of renata and it was a sunset mm -hmm. it was nice and i remember I had such a high tolerance to the shit, so it just was like in my, you know, like in my stomach, like making noises, and I like felt it, it's kicking, but it's okay, and I know, okay, now it will kick for half an hour, uh -huh. and then it will stop, and then I will go smoke a joint and go home, and I like, well, like I, I think this shit already, you know what I mean? I've been yeah, here before. Yeah, I've done this before. Yeah, there is nothing new in this environment. It's uh -huh. nothing exciting. I don't need to do this. I don't... Mm -hmm. The drugs... What am I getting from this? Yeah, the drugs are not fun. I, I, like, this is my, my body. Yeah, I don't like him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want right. to hang out with this person. Like, why, why, why? Like, everyone looks fucked up. Everyone, yeah. like, there's no, no chance to real so connect now, with anybody like, right I now. I, I don't even miss clubbing, you know, people like complain I so much. I miss the music, man. I miss the music. I miss the, like, I don't, I had stopped clubbing hard like you um, years ago, but I, I still really enjoy going to a club when there's good, like, for good music or, you know, a, like a sort of a clubbing event, like a music event or something like that. Like dancing. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I miss dancing, but even like this club experience getting fucked up. No, no, like, it's, it's fine. It's so much energy. And then, yeah, I realized my first realization when I stopped clubbing mm. was like how, and it was like way before comedy, so I didn't have much to do. Mm -hmm. And I realized how much time does the weekend have? Mm -hmm. Some you wake up sober on Saturday. It's like never happened before, and you like 
It's 8 uh-huh. p.m., 9, 9 a.m. I'm already awake. So what should I do with my day? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I used to be that you wake up an hour, like at 11, and then you go, like, yeah, let's smoke a joint until you uh-huh. get the head on. And then you have a beer, and then you start your day off in exactly. another. And then on Monday, you like kind of what Shakily work. get back to work. Yeah, just, and then you have this black, bad mood on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, you like, just you feel like... Your like, hormone levels oh. drop. And then Wednesday, Thursday, you're fine, and Friday, you get well, fucked up again. Wednesday, Thursday, you start having a... F- you have meet someone after work for drinks. Thursday, you probably go no, a bit harder. Yeah, Friday, <laughs> you know, you're doing lines as soon as you get home. <laughs> That's definitely that's definitely an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's all in us, and but yeah. it, it's hard because there are some moments where it's just nice. I don't, especially for me, like drugs are good to have like to bond with people, to, to bond with to people, bond with people, and also to mm. get new friends faster. Because as an mm-hmm. adult, it becomes more and more time consuming to become friends with someone. And then mm-hmm. when you just meet uh, someone new and you get okay, do you want do you want to have a pill? Like you know, <laughs> let's let's do something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you get to know the person in one night, especially on drugs like MDMA, which open up your personality, and then you can see if it's like a scumbag mm-hmm. or should I continue pursuing some relationship with this person so for me mm. that was a big one for doing drugs that was one of the reasons I stopped doing hard drugs regularly because I think for me hard drugs so like coke MD uh, keta um, speed uh, those those main ones psychedelics are something else I think psychedelics are like that that what you just said about getting to know someone I wouldn't apply to a pill I would apply that to mushrooms oh yeah definitely mushrooms just man. people are more easy to take a pill than a mushroom than yeah acid for example you know yeah and I wouldn't do it with stranger but pill I could give it to stranger mm, yeah okay Okay, but for me, with any amphetamine, I don't feel like I really don't feel like they bring people together. Oh, I no, think no, I think they bring people together <laughs> in in this really superficial way, but underneath all those drugs, when you're using them, there is this paranoia. There is like like if you're super fucking like eking out on a on a on a pill and like you're going fucking crazy, um, you're not going to be you know paranoid or self aware. But like coke. You know, speed, um, Keta. There's this baseline of if you don't know someone, there's this paranoia of do they even like me? I'm not even sure if I like them. There's this weird um, dialogue in my head, and for me, taking drugs to bond with people, uh, I was doing it a lot in my first year and a half in Berlin, and I ended up just feeling more and more isolated from people. I had I knew all of these people in this party scene, and in the end, I was leaving these clubs. Like I would end up you know, dancing by myself because I wasn't, I don't know, like not because they left me necessarily, but like I would really enjoy the music, say by myself. And then I'd, then you, you know, just, I'd end up feeling more alone. And then I'd see them and it's like all the relationships had to be based on taking drugs. I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not into that. But like bonding and other, like, I think, um, I think the idea of being stone sober for all of your life or like, you know, me now going, I'm never taking drugs again. I think, yeah, you miss out on some... I just think if you've got this cold, cold rule about something that um, is really special, like, you know, LSD can be really special. Taking MDMA can be really special. I think drinking 10 beers, I'm not sure how special that can be. Drinking one beer, I don't know how special... I feel like with alcohol and weed, because they're so so socially acceptable and because in small doses, they don't affect you too much. Like they're kind of so... Like you're, you're... the influence it has on you is kind of socially accepted. And so it's this like weird little sort of slippery slope of incremental, incremental, and then all of a sudden your judgment's really impaired and you're not necessarily opening up a part of your personality or experiencing something new. You're just impairing your judgment and getting sloppy or lazy or, you know. Yeah, definitely. If you smoke too much. Yeah, I, th- I think with weed and alcohol, whereas, yeah, hard drugs, they do something different. They're an experience. They're a really interesting experience. You know, you're not going to, I don't feel like weed and, and alcohol do the same thing. 
Right. As we, hard drugs. We can do a promo about it. <laughs> Take- no, heroin. Yes. yes. Unaverse. <laughs> but like, no, but heroin's like an opiate that makes you, you know, nauseous and drowsy and completely out of it. That's again, it's just like numbing you, right? Opiates just kind of numb you. I don't know. I never tried heroin. Okay. Not intentionally. I've never intentionally tried heroin. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> not, not intentionally. Someone, like, you just confuse the line on the table and snores around the <laughs> line. <laughs> and then, like, do an Thurman. No, it's more like I've had pills that have had heroin in them. Oh, okay. No, it doesn't count. No, it doesn't count, but it does kind of count because the effect that it had on um, on my body, yeah, like oh, yeah. the effect. I threw up blood. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and also the effect I saw on my brother and, like, other people on these pills. It was like they looked like they were, like, heroin users. No, no, pills are fucked up. I remember... My my first girlfriend, she went to US like ten years ago. We went dating to the US. Yeah, so she went. It sounded to- like she went to your ass. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, she wanted. <laughs> she was halfway there. <laughs> no, she she went to and she broke her ankle or like I think not ankle but how do you call it? Her shoulder. Her shoulder in in US. And then they prescribed her this Vicodin. This Vicodin, yeah. Drug of like Dr. House. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then she brought it back to Ukraine and we're trying to get high. She gave it to me the half of the box of Vicodin and I was trying to get high on it, but I couldn't. I was like, Vic- Vicodin is, um, is that in the same family? Is it, is it an opiate? Like it, I don't it, know. It was just like from a movie and I was stupid. Yeah. Like I just saw, okay, Dr. House, he said, yeah, you can get high. And then I tried to... I think I think it's yeah, it's just which keeps you from from this, all these epi- epidemics. Yeah, I think Vicodin is. I, I don't know, but I feel like Vicodin's a painkiller, and it fu- functions in a similar way to um, heroin, which is um, the like what's heroin is actually just mm, morphine, and so what it does is just creates like it wraps you in the bubble, and you feel really like uh, you know it's like if you take any hard hard painkiller, you end up having this nice like fuzzy fuzzy blanket between you and the world, and everything is kind of like huh, everything's all right, and then if you drink drink on it you go a bit crazy oh really yeah you should try it i never got like this experience okay if you ever get if you here's a here's a great here's a great suggestion if you ever get prescription painkillers mix them with alcohol if you want to get high um it's just terrible advice it's really dangerous but um yeah but anyway so you mentioned already that you relapsed but mostly on dates on dates yeah so how how is sober dating because that should be terrible right (laughs) Look, it's something else. Because this is another, another this is like, one is like, okay, you, you don't uh, harder, let's say, connect with people or with drug people. So you, yeah. Just, but another one is dating and uh, meeting people. And yeah. Having sex. Sober. And having sex. For the first time. <laughs> For the first time in my life. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so actually, the first person that I dated sober was a guy that I dated in the first lockdown this year. Can I have some of that apple juice? Yeah, thank you. Um, and uh, did he drink on the date? I think he did. I think he drank a little bit. Or maybe he went sober. He went sober with me. He was a gentleman. Um, and so we were both sober. And, yeah, we kissed uh, on this first date. And actually, we fucked on that first date. Wow, that was a good first date, actually. Um, anyway, and look, it's it's look if the vibe's right, it just it just kind of works. Um, but then I uh, I left him. <laughs> it's not funny, but um, yeah, he was a good guy. It just wasn't the right chemistry for me. And then I went back on Tinder. I met him through Tinder, but he was actually a friend of a comedian who'd, and he'd been to two of my shows before. So it was kind of like a, I knew him from the outside world, but met like finally was able to connect on Tinder. And then between, um, between lockdowns, I was on Tinder for a good two months and, uh, yeah. And I went on a bunch of dates and yeah, no relapse with alcohol, but yeah, like, you know, it's funny if you go on a date and a guy is knocking back beers and if he gets like, if he gets like three beers deep and you're just like, on your, you know, you've had like two alcohol-free beers and, and you're watching him and he's starting to like, you can hear his words oh, starting to. Oh, 
So like, I respect you so much. Like you're so attractive. You know, I want to, can you, do you want to come home with me? And, um, there's this one guy and this, this was the thing. He had four beers on this one date and I had like an alcohol free beer and then like a cola. And, um, and after his fourth beer, he was like, uh, we kissed. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. Um, <laughs> I was like, let's see what the vibe's like. And uh, and then as after we kissed, he was just so excited. He was just like, let's go to my place. Let's go to my place. And I was like, nah, dude, man. Like, it's it's Easter tomorrow, and I have things that I'm doing with my housemates. And he's like, oh, let's just let's just go to my place, and then like, you know, I'm gonna eat you out for hours, and then like, and then like we can like snuggle, and then I'll make you breakfast, and then we can like go to a lake tomorrow. And I was like, did you hear nothing that I said? Like, I have shit to do tomorrow. Like, that's why I'm not gonna go to your house. And um, and then he was like, you know, like kiss me, kiss me. Da, da, da. He was like, look. There's a park here. Do you want to just fuck in the park? <laughs> I was like, he went from like, I respect you to so, you so much. Did you want to fuck in the park? And I was like, dude, no. no. And so through this whole thing, like his, and then he was really pushy. He just kept on pushing and pushing. And cause I was sober. It was just like, there was no way he was going to push me yeah. into doing anything with him. Um, yeah. And then there were all these other dates where, so after that guy, um, I then, uh, I then became a lot faster at dating. So with these guys, it would be like, I would allow sort of two hours and would meet by the canal. God, I had so many canal dates between lockdowns. And, um, and so I can't go to the canal for a date anymore. <laughs> it's just like, I've got too many layers of memories. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Um, there was one patch where I actually went on five dates with five different guys. Ridiculous. And, um, yeah. And so it would be like, okay, we'll grab a beer. We'll sit down. Once I finish my drink, that will be the, the determiner. Do we get one more drink or do I go home? And so I had lots of dates where I would just go home after one drink okay. and yeah. And so I didn't get sex. So what, what was the like ratio after you became sober? What was the your, ratio? Like, sex ratio on dates increased or decreased? Oh, decreased like crazy. Oh my God. I had so, I was counting. I only had, I only had sex with five people this year. Oh, really? And that is so <laughs> for me. Oh my God. It sounds b bad, but um, yeah, like, yeah, I really didn't have sex with many people this year. Uh, yeah, the, the the ratio would have been like of the ten dates I went on, I I had sex like you know once, twice. Oh, you know I I hooked up with three people from Tinder this year. Okay, nice. Two or three. Two people from Tinder this it year. It doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> the year is almost over, you know? Next year, you will start a new list. Yeah, but actually, because of my sobriety, I decided to delete dating apps because I realized that the amount of effort that I put in um, doesn't have enough results. So I don't No, Tinder takes shitloads of energy and time. Yep. And I refuse to give it my time and energy. I've been, I was in relationships nonstop for my life from 18, even earlier from like, yeah, let's say from 18, because that's all that counts till I was uh, like 32. And it's only in the last year and a half that I've been single. And it's like, dude, I didn't need dating apps for all of those years. For all those years, I never needed a dating app. So fuck it. And all of these dating app dates, no chemistry. So yeah, no, fuck that. I'll meet people in real life. All right. Mm. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Also because I've stopped using dating apps. That's the other reason why I'm not having so much sex because it's just like, I'm not, I'm not in these situations where it's like, Oh, I've already invested all of the swiping time, all of the chatting time, all of the coordinating to meet up time. These three hours that I'm never going to get back listening to this guy's family story. Yeah. I'm going to fuck him. Like it's also because I'm not putting myself in the situation of like investment, um, you know, ratio, should I fuck them? So yeah, I've had less sex because of removing dating apps as well. Oh, no, that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, people I think used to hate on Tinder before, but now I think it became more like a normality. I think lockdown really helped with that. I think like like pa the pandemic has helped so much. It's like, how else are you going to meet people? Yeah. And they, 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 they motherfuckers increased the price. 
Oh, you pay for Tinder? Like I used to pay for Tinder. Actually, this is how I met my ex-girlfriend. So it actually works. For me, it was working well, but when I was paying for Tinder. Because when you pay for Tinder, they show you you like people who liked you. Mm. And for guys, I think for girls, it's like different because every swipe is an edge, right? Not every. Not every, but you Not know. Not every. Like quite. Because for my experience on Tinder was like, okay... <laughs> It took me like six years to collect six nice pictures until I started to get matches. <laughs> because my first couple of times installing Tinder was like, okay, one week of swiping, no matches. Okay, yeah. It's like, this is not working. Self esteem is low, what's happening? Yeah. You deleted. But then once, once, once. And then I think in, in really a couple of years ago, I tried it for the first time and I got some traction. It was around also Christmas time. Mm hmm. And I went for a date with a girl and it was successful. And I was like, wow, shit. Like, uh, and this is when you were paying for it, or no, just no, because you'd improved no, the photos? No, no. That, that, that was when I put photos. Yeah. But that was uh, then I realized that I got lucky because mm. <laughs> our next dates were not that successful. <laughs> by uh, not successful, you mean you didn't? Like, what do you mean by not successful? Yeah, successful is like we went and had, had sex. So successful. A successful date is just you got laid and then. Yeah, or it's a nice person with whom we like maintain connection. Okay. Like yeah. not uh, because there are some dates when you go and you like I didn't have that many dates, but some dates you just like okay, I'm just waiting, wasting my time, and I know it. Yeah. <laughs> and right. she knows it. It's like awkward to say that I should go, but. That's where sobriety comes in. <laughs> Somehow, I think it's it's so much more efficient. If you're sober, you finish your alcohol-free beer. How much alcohol-free beer do you want to drink? You're not going to get drunk. Like it's just, mm -hmm. and you finish that drinking, and it's that question of it's there's this, there's a strategy. You know, you can just buy one drink. Don't buy two. Buy one drink. Go sit somewhere. When that's finished, it's the question of do we get another one? And that's when you say I'm going to go home. Because with with comedy and with full-time work, we don't have time no, no. to waste. With these people, so this is this is this is my new no, exactly. yeah. No, but, but then yeah, okay. So anyway, so you realized. Uh, so back to Tinder. Back to your success. Uh, success. So Tinder. you started yeah. paying for Tinder when? Yeah, at some point because I realized it's like a lot of swiping and mm. then then and when you pay for Tinder and I think it was like for six it was like ten euros per months when you paid for half a month so you need to six, you get like for half a year of Tinder half a year yeah for sixty euros. And then it was kind of a good investment because I calculated, okay, I had like eight day, like four dates and I got laid twice and one normal person. So the ratio was pretty, my yeah, okay. was pretty like 50% uh -huh. like you get out of it. It was good. And then, yeah, it just like works so much better. You don't need to, you just had, have a notification when a person likes you. Yeah. And then you decide when to match with her. So when you, because with the yeah. girls, I realized on Tinder that it's all about timing. Uh -huh. Because sometimes it's like when they are in, when they are like on Tinder, you yeah. need to kind of arrange the, like a shade the date. Yes. As soon as possible. Yes. Because otherwise next day it doesn't work. This is great advice for all the men out there. Get so, on to fucking organizing when you're going to meet them. Get on to that. Right. Go, yeah. Where is your WhatsApp? Where is, where do we meet? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah like, yes. Because the moment I don't want to lose time. Yes. And I don't, I want like, let's, and also my experience with Tinder. I feel exactly the same way. I hate wasting profiles, time. Profiles, it doesn't mean shit. I yeah. mean, of course it like means a bit of you, like, you know, what type, but then you still get a completely random person mm -hmm. who's like, like it's like a lottery, right? Yeah. It can be anyone. So whatever yeah. picture you had about the person from the texting, it yeah. will be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter how long you text, and sometimes you like also you kind of in this texting flow, and you spend like the whole evening, and then this bitch next day she cancels the date. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like don't waste time on the like if yeah, yeah. Although that said, as a woman, sometimes the texting you can like I like to use it a little bit. Oh, I don't want to use it like that, but I want to ask a couple of things just to test the water no, to no, make sure they're not a total fucking yeah, like yeah. I can you know through a text I can decide if I want to block them. Them. Mm -hmm. And no, that's yeah, all I want to like, like two, three, but after two, three questions, you just go, okay, it, it, so what's your... Totally, totally. A little bit of banter. Okay, you're not a you're not a waste of my time or I shouldn't block you. Boom, let's organize a date. I feel exactly, yeah, But yeah. now this year, because I got on Tinder like installed after I broke up with a girlfriend, now mm -hmm. it's like 100 euros per person. What? They, they really? increase the price almost twice. And now it's like you need to... And then they introduce some in Tinder platinum. And then if you don't buy it, they ask you to... Like sign up on it every swipe, like it's just like what? a money sucking from guys. 
That's no. just so bad. It's just, it's just the, I just, I, the chemistry. Like, okay, if you want to fuck, all right. But to be honest, I'm at the point as well where with, you know, like if I'm going to have sex with someone, I need there to be chemistry for the sex to be good. Like, I, like, I, that, chemistry is everything. Not definitely. Yeah. yeah. So... <sighs> love wow 100 100 euro 100 euros per like half a, i mean it's still all right i you know what i mean but for, mm. because this uh, this is the most frustrating like every day you need to swipe 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 and, and, and I, you don't get much back. back even with good pictures because there were like i think women are pretty particular in whom do they like you know yes like for guys you just yes. like everyone and then whatever whereas mine is like i'm swiping the other way for yeah. everybody it's like i just what makes what gets me upset about tinder is that it's just depressing it's like it's like come on tinder like you get, you're showing me that that's insulting oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's insulting when you pay for tinder they show you who which people like you <laughs> that insulted oh this is my league <laughs> These are my options. This are, that's more depressing. That's <laughs> a, all right. <laughs> I guess I need to work with what with I've what got. I, yeah, what I've got. Maybe they're better in real life. <laughs> that's pretty. No, I mean sometimes you, yeah, you get you get good 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 matches. But yeah, it's all about timing. So that's why this yeah. because they send you notification when when you got a like. Yeah. So you know now she's on Tinder. She's yeah. swiping. So I want like match back immediately but maybe in 10 minutes or something yeah so just to have some time or you then you decide when you you are in a mood to texting so you match and you write immediately after you match yeah 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 but anyway yeah tinder psychology oh but i'm just so glad i'm not wasting my time like yeah wasting my time on that it's just it's a huge amount of time it is in general dating i think like looking looking yeah. for decent people you know yeah that's a lot of like, and like yeah, I'm gonna meet them in real life. Yeah, so not comedians, not fans, but you know. <laughs> so I, I've, I hope I will, I will get sober next year. Yeah, like this year. So sober from what? Sober from like weed, alcohol, from everything, and hard drugs. And I, I really support. What should I prepare myself for? What are the stages of withdrawal? Do yeah. you have some phases? Oh yeah. So you said it was the first three months you were depressed because yeah. of your boyfriend, ex-boyfriend killing him. Yeah. There was it was a combination. It was a combination of things. So um, definitely there was like like I, I he wasn't close to me. Uh, I hadn't seen him for three years. You know, like there were lots of things that made it not. Um, yeah, like it wasn't this deep, deep personal loss, but it was this huge symbol and it was this huge like warning. But, and so it, and yes, his, his, I was depressed because yeah, the, the, that triggered it, but it was also, um, yeah, it just triggered like me to look at all of my, I think I was depressed because I stopped drinking. I think I was depressed because I stopped smoking weed. <laughs> That's what it was. It makes sense, yes. Because... So for, for in the beginning, it's hard. What? How much? How many? Yeah, because the thing is, I was always like... Um, and I'd stopped already... I'd already stopped weed regularly. Like, I'd stopped smoking every day. I'd already done that for, like, um, a month, basically. But it was this thing of... Um, I never admitted to myself how much alcohol and drugs... Uh, well, alcohol and weed do this immediate thing of changing how you feel physically and just by changing that's why people do it i know i know no no but like <laughs> yes exactly it's like the only <laughs> one thing where people do it changes your physical state exactly but i didn't i didn't believe that i was using that physical change to help me deal with emotional problems i was always of the perspective i am i don't drink to numb myself i don't smoke weed to numb myself i do it because i enjoy the feeling of the alcohol in my body. I enjoy the feeling of being stoned. I like how my brain works when I'm stoned. I like the silly thoughts that I have. I like how I can laugh. I like I like the the this this sort of unfolding and bending and and you know and with alcohol more sort of like bold colors and craziness of my thoughts. Like I like what my brain does and I like how I feel physically, but I never admitted to myself that that was actually a, an emotional crutch or like tool that I used that when something was uncomfortable, like sad or I was angry or whatever, being able to sit and smoke a joint 
or have a beer and that immediate psych- like physio- physiological um, alteration helped me then have a different way of looking at my problems. And by not having, so in these first three months, I didn't want to feel unclear, but I realized, fuck, I don't have, I just have to sit with this. I can't do anything to change how I'm feeling right now. And so I was very angry. I was very angry and I was still, comedy was still happening, um, January and February. And, um, and so after shows, I was just leaving straight after shows and I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want, you know, so, so much of hanging out as the activity of consuming a drug and changing your physical state together. And so I was angry and, and sad. <laughs> I was also sad cause I'd also done this like huge psychotherapeutic work of like looking at all of the failed, my, 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 my trail of failed relationships and, and damage and realizing how I don't want that anymore and feeling alone. <laughs> Oh, saying that always makes me laugh. Um, and so, yeah, the first stage was anger and, and withdrawal from, um, like social gatherings and, and, and pressures, but then lockdown hit, which was great because then I was able to not be around these social, in these social environments that were tempting, well, not tempting, they weren't tempting. It was just like infuriating that everyone was doing that and I wasn't, um, somehow. And, so then I developed um, some habits and these habits were um, – and they – like I'd already started them in February but I really got to train them and get them really tight. So um, I started every morning before work. Also I was unhappy in my job, which wasn't great, um, at the kindergarten because my colleagues – I love children. I love children. stopped with <laughs> and now you need to deal sober with children? <laughs> no. It's not the kids. It was my colleagues, really. Um, the whole structure of my work environment was is is um, I've just got a new job, which is great, but um, very mm, like there's bullies, just bullies everywhere, and and very unsupportive. And my job, blah blah blah. Anyway, so um, with lockdown, I was still working because my kindergarten is for a hospital, and so I still had to work every day. But I created some things to help me through, to support my non-drugs. And they were exercise and meditation. So I started um, my routine, my, my ritual, my morning ritual, because routines, I hate routines, right? Um, so every morning I still do um, sets of push-ups, sit-ups, dips, and, uh, and um, squats. Mm-hmm. And then I meditate after that. And so I do that every. I want to check your ass. Hey, you want to check? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have been doing that the whole year. Nice and without stubborn. So you start. Uh, I have I have days where maybe I do it in the afternoon, or I'll give myself like if I'm not a hundred percent, like if I've got a cold or something. I will take a day or two off, but every day, yeah, pretty much every day, I do between thirty and fifty. Sit-ups, push-ups, nice. da 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 No, it's good, it's good. I also started during the first lockdown, after the first lockdown, actually, because oh, yeah. we went, like, smoking weed and doing, like... Drugs. Drugs <laughs> and drinking during the first lockdown <laughs> here with my, with my girlfriend. So, yeah, we were, at some point, we were like, okay, enough is enough. Let's right. get, like, new life, you know, let's sober. Let's get healthy. Let's yeah, be... Let's get healthy. Yeah. So I did, like, I did, like, 10 minutes of yoga every morning and mm-hmm. 10 minutes of meditation. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was good. And then, like, one month clean in June. Yeah. Completely. But then, yeah, some, something happened and I decided, okay, I can smoke a joint with this guy. He looks cool. And yeah. Then, you know, I, I have a lot of the... My problem is that I'd want to, like, be likable by uh-huh. people. So I would just do whatever they're doing just to be part of... Okay, interesting. Circle. So for me, it's a lot of peer pressure. Works really bad for me. Or you use that as an excuse to do what you actually want. <laughs> I feel like it's <laughs> you're my therapist right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, no, but no. Back then, yeah, I was. Uh, of course, yeah, it's an excuse, but also it's a lot of like, okay, I want to, for example, connect with these people. For example, I didn't smoke for one month, and then mm-hmm. I went for this uh, Tinder date recently, mm-hmm. and I had a cigarette because the girl had a cigarette. And I was yeah. just like, okay, I, I'm yeah. You. And you know what? This because this connects somehow. And I was but like, it's also like if you're gonna have an ashtray tasting mouth, I'm gonna want one too. So then it's. <laughs> 
Like, if I'm going to be tasting that later, I at least want to enjoy the cigarette before. Okay, yeah, I haven't said about it. <laughs> That's kind of, that was my rationale. But really, like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, now I'm at the point where, like, I will not, I will not date a smoker. Someone who smokes tobacco, because for me, I cannot smoke another cigarette ever. Tobacco is a different thing for me. I never want to smoke another cigarette ever. It's an all or nothing thing for me. And that's because of how the drug works. As soon as you smoke tobacco, it's not, it's the main it's effect true. is that it makes you want to smoke again. Yeah, that's it's it. True. Once one, even one cigarette brings you from like, it's uh, yeah, nothing. it's, it's like if I smoke one cigarette, that means I'm smoking again for the rest of my life until I get to the point where I cut it out completely mm -hmm. again. Not doing that again. Um, that said, I have quit and I've read the book, The Easy Way to Stop Smoking five times now, but it's worked this time. Um, but with, um, but yeah, peer pressure. That's the, that's, that's why I think I was angry in those first few months was because it's like everything that we do is around consuming, like consuming drugs. Getting fucked up. Woo. Yeah. And it's like, and actually for me, I'm, it, and it takes a while to get comfortable with yourself in these dynamics where you're not doing the same thing. You're just drinking a fucking water and it's taken, and I'm in so many comedy situations and social settings where it's like, it took ages for me to be comfortable with myself, with others and to decide when it was time for me to go. Because in the early days, um, the early months, it was like, okay, uh, fuck this, I'm bored, I'm leaving. But now I'm a little bit more relaxed. You know, conversations can get a bit dumb and I can, you know, let conversations dip and it's not like, yeah, I don't feel so impatient. So yes, now you give a person a chance. Yeah, I give people more of a chance to talk yeah, and friends and I can hang out with people for hours no. without so, yeah, you, you were depressed for three months mm -hmm. and you locked down heaven and you mm -hmm. started exercising mm -hmm. and then after it was easier. So mm -hmm. then you got, I think, yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> My microphone happens, went flaccid. The best of us. <laughs> No, when I'm around, okay, that's but, but, never but, happened but I'm to sure me. You can handle it. <laughs> yeah, right. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of microphone uh, dick uh, metaphor happening right now. All right, yeah. But now, what what do you do? So, because for me, these times when I tried sober this year, mm -hmm. so the problem is when you get into this stressful situation, or when you burn out, or when mm -hmm. you, as you said, you want to numb. Mm -hmm. Your pain. Or when on Friday you come after work and mm -hmm. comedy and you're just exhausted. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just a time. Okay, maybe I'd like to have a joint, or I need to like suffer right now mm -hmm. and go to bed and sleep this mood over. There's, there's that. So what's your? Do you have a, like? So you're talking for um for like bad mood moments? Yeah, bad mood moments bad when moods. you mm -hmm. like when you just need to numb this yeah. pain or whatever you have. Yeah. Like. So um, there's been a few different uh like tests of, of what I what's good for me and it depends. Um, but uh, if it's something that I need to like, you know, it's kind of obvious stuff. But like talking to someone, talking to someone about what's happened to me, if I'm really over overwhelmed or angry yeah sad uh talking to someone whether it's my mom or i've got a couple of friends that i'd call or try my brother or um or my housemate um okay so that's like reaching out if i'm completely alone if i can't reach anybody um I always will write it, write it down. So I use a journal, which your psychotherapist is probably suggesting is a great idea. If you don't already, you're a writer though. So you journal. So writing, writing this stuff down, just writing about how you feel, you know, you don't need to, you know, creating a record of what happened. You're writing out your feelings. So you just write, just write. But then, um, on a physical level, um, What's interesting, a shower is often extremely helpful. Like a bath is a huge commitment. No, it's, a, it's a good, it's a good tip, shower. Yeah, yeah like a bath, a bath, like that's like a suicide <laughs> preparation um, or on a good day, you know, like <laughs> treating yourself, but like, no, a shower, just being in the shower and, and, and being in the shower for however long you need to be. Um, and then also if you, I'm really angry, uh, a shower, Try not to go into the kitchen because you'll just start eating, right? Yeah. And eating can be a very easy um, thing, but you end up feeling like shit afterwards, just like alcohol or weed. Um, so 
once you've spoken to someone or written about it, having a shower. And then if you're still really er, doing exercise and getting it out physically. And those are, and then meditating. And so it's basically, I'll do my morning ritual after a moment of, of, you know, emotional overwhelm. Um, so yeah, then like shower, workout, and then meditate and real, and then, and then everything, I, I can still be in a really shitty mood. Like I, I did this, I had a moment, I had something happen. I can't remember exactly when it was recently. And I did all of those things and I was still so angry. <laughs> I was in such a foul mood. My new housemate was like, I'm scared to talk to you, Anna. I'm like, yeah, you should be <laughs> like, no, but it was, uh, I was, I was, I was, um, next level, uh, deeply deep. Like I was just really sad and angry. Yeah. It was because of a job situation. I was going for these jobs and this one particular job and the way they dealt with me, it was just like, fuck you world. Like I've been working so hard to try and get stability in Berlin. I have been like, I've, I'm doing everything I can. And then I just get these, like, you know, the horrible, um, dismissive, uh, like no positive feedback response from these, from these job uh, trials. And I was just, anyway, it was the start of lockdown, no comedy. I was losing my mind. Yeah. No, okay. It can be tough, especially this year. Yeah. What a, yeah. Shower is a good one. Uh, for mm. me, I realize that yeah, sometimes you have this like bad mood or something you need to get out that like going for a jog mm -hmm. or exercising yeah. that really helps yeah and what is good part of being sober is that you can go for a jog at any time you want yeah because you're always sober yeah <laughs> always that was a good one that was even i didn't expect this one because you could get especially in summer i could get it at 10 after i hang out already with people yeah. i come I'm sober. I have still energy to go for a job exactly. or something, and you have much more energy in your days. So yeah, it's, it's a big one and yeah. exercising. But you need, yeah, you need to because it's harder to you know to be to, to sit and meditate is harder than to smoke a cigarette. It's harder to. Yeah, well, that's why the the exercise helps. Like the the thing is, the shower weirdly, and it sounds illogical to like do exercise after showering, but the showering is really this like. It's something that's warming, it's refreshing, it's self-care. Uh, it, it, I always feel my mind, my mind cry, is clear. So no you can noticed. cry. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like this, it's, it's just, I feel like the shower is a very, very, uh, at least for me, but I think for most people, it's a really good space Why for them. Cleansing. Uh, yeah. Cleansing. cleansing. And then doing the, and then doing the exercise <laughs> because the exercise, you know, you've got like, you, the exercise is the other way you can change your physical condition, like how you feel physically, like you're releasing these, these, you know, endorphins. So let that, let do that. Um, I also started skipping rope. That's another good one. because I can't run because it's too extreme on my knees, my oh, joints. Because yeah. I'm an old woman. So yeah, skipping is really, that's that, that get, oh, that gives me such a high. Yeah. And there's also, you know, they can always, always masturbate as well. If you're feeling a bit better after that, that'll also make you feel better. Yeah. How, how is your sugar intake? Uh, Because I feel like, like I got also nervous here yeah, when I was sober a couple of weeks ago, Yeah. like on Friday and I just want to consume and, and it doesn't matter. I want to eat or to drink or to smoke yeah. a joint and just yeah. this addiction pattern. And this, yeah. this will, it, again, Uh, eating food is just like um, is just like the Shower other drugs because it your pain yeah down. but it's also changing how you feel physically like you get a physical there's a change in your body like you're putting something in your body that changes it um, so I definitely uh, when I was a smoker I wouldn't eat that much sugar I've always noticed when I smoke I eat less sugar um, as a non-smoker I always eat more sugar and then um yeah and so i i'd say i have a pretty i, I eat sugar right i'd probably <laughs> i'd probably eat like a bit of chocolate every day every day every, every day, day i'd have a bit of a bit of something yeah. sweet but it's not but like you know it's like a like a row of chocolate yeah no. No. But it depends. It depends. I try not to buy snacks and stuff. I try to yeah. keep the fridge as uh, healthy, empty, as healthy yeah. slash empty. Even sometimes I regret it, but then I okay, I will better eat carrot and hummus when I want to. Snack oh yeah, yeah, instead yeah. Instead of like uh, chips. Uh, oh yeah, I don't buy any of that shit. Stuff. Or even chocolate. Too much chocolate is like you always cookies. I'll have like a pack of like a like one sort of block of chocolate, and then that should last me like three days. And it's just like, I'll have like a row and that'll be my treat. 
you know. But so do you want to cut on that as well? No, or you're fine with, I enjoy with that. Like, zero, like I'm okay with that. Pressure. Like I, I think um, that's not get like that's not what puts weight on. I think what puts weight on is like, you know eating big portions of food. Like if I ate a lot of chocolate, sure. Or if I had a really big dinner, you know, but it's like in terms of being healthy and weight wise, it's like, nah, nah, I'm still going to enjoy sugar. I'm not going to cut that out. Yeah, like not heaps, not like everything should be in moderation. Right. But, um, yeah. No, sugar. Yeah. You, you, you cannot just, you know, you should have something. I think you cannot just exclude all the good parts. Of and I life. drink coffee still too, but I don't drink that much coffee. Like, and I can tell the impact of like, can really feel the impact of coffee on my body when I when I drink it, which is um, interesting. Yeah, coffee, yeah, I actually like coffee sometimes. I mean, yeah. it's also a drug, but yeah, yeah, one 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 cup per day. Yeah. So to wrap this conversation up, what do you think the the good New Year resolution? How would you know if someone wants to do a good New Year resolution? How what's in your opinion because you want to do you know what I mean with these new resolutions you want to put not too high so you don't stress yourself out mm-hmm. and you achievable but yet like accessible yeah I know all these criteria so what's a good one you know because like learn German you know it's probably nah, man, it's on my list but it's yeah. like ongoing one it's totally not, and that's like that's not something um, or like do more sport this is not nah, these are like and also there are things that you can't ever achieve because it, you don't have a an actual target there it's just it's too vague so my very obvious advice is do something that you really want to do I really wanted to stop smoke weed stop smoking weed for a year I really wanted to see how my life would change and seriously like I've been motivated by this resolution the entire year and because I wanted to do it and then it just got stronger and stronger so anything that you've been thinking about that you think is cool that you want to do do it do that and anything that you think is hard but you want to do it do it But yeah, give it, give it like an actual um, parameter. Like you need to know exactly how to do it. So like it's easy to say I'm not going to drink and smoke for a whole year, but do more sports. No, you want to do sports twice a week. That's what you want to do. You know, that's that that that's a more doable thing. And sports, what the fuck's that? Like I want to do, I want to go for a jog twice a week or I want to join a, you know what I would like to do next year, but I think it's, um uh, it would be joining a football a football team but with football. corona it's just like you know what let's just wait until everything's fucking normal before uh, making a resolution that- yeah hopefully in summer everyone gets vaccinated alright yeah this was a good episode of the watermelon juice watermelon juice <laughs> thanks for doing the episode it was really fun thanks Dima yeah. watermelon juice